چقدر خوبیم ما ایران قصه هم شدن نداره گل برای ایران بوچن نشان بکنه و توی دروازه توی دروازه This is the best place for Iranian pleasure. Welcome to episode two of Team Melly Radio. My name is Navid. I'll be your host. Uh, thank you for everyone who listened to our first episode and who's given us some positive feedback. We appreciate all the support. If you haven't already done so, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Team Melly Radio. We do host weekly Twitter spaces on Tuesday nights at 630. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so please make sure to follow us and, and, and join join if you can. Let's get right to it. Let's start uh, with the current state of affairs of Team Melly. On Sunday, July 17th, despite all of the rumors and all the back and forth about potentially bringing on an Iranian manager and the Instagram story fiasco that we talked about, the board of directors of the Federation came out and stated that Dragan Skocic will be Team Melly's manager at the 2002 World Cup in November. And there is an asterisk around that decision, which I have to mention, and that's that on August 31st, so a little over a month from now, there's going to be a new election to elect a new federation president because remember the current president is just an interim president. So on August 31st, a new president will be elected, and it's possible that that new president, if it's not the current acting caretaker of the federation, who's Mirshad Majidi, if Majidi does not win that election on the 31st, there is a chance that that new federation president could choose to get rid of Skocic and bring on its, its, his own manager. But as, a, as of right now, the federation has stated that Skocic will be the manager at the World Cup. So last week we spoke a lot about the Federation's mistakes that got us to this stage and how they have continued to undermine Skocic himself. But this week I thought we'd evaluate Skocic himself and why discuss why, in my opinion, the Federation's decision to keep Skocic for the World Cup, if that ends up being the case, was ultimately a very dangerous decision. I'm not going to say whether it was right or wrong because the truth is I don't know and it depends on a lot of other factors, but I can confidently say that that decision was a dangerous decision, and I'll get into why. So, so let's talk a little bit about Skocic. As a manager, there are two buckets which we can basically evaluate you on, right? There's the first bucket, which we'll call the tactical bucket, which is everything from your player selection, your formations, your tactics, your substitutions, your in-game adjustments, all of your scouting of opponents, all of, all of those factors that can make up the tactical decisions of a manager. But there's there's a second bucket, which we'll generally call the team morale bucket, right? Which is everything you're doing from building your own relationship with the players, your relationship with the media, your relationship with the fans, and generally the, the morale vibe surrounding the team. So with regard to tactics, we can get in depth into it with in another episode. I have never played the game at a high level or, or coached it to for me to be an expert on tactics, so I, I won't pretend to be. And the truth is that we're four months away from the World Cup. So 
unless you're bringing in someone like Carlos Kirosh, who has an intimate knowledge of the team already and and the players are already used to his style of play, maybe he could have a significant impact from a tactical level on this team leading up to the World Cup. But other than that, the truth is that given the limited window, at least in my opinion, you can't fire Skocic at this stage strictly for tactical reasons. So let's let's put tactics to the side, at least for now. And let's talk about what Skocic has done to maintain the morale of this team. That's second bucket that you can evaluate a manager. And when it comes to team morale, I would give Dragan Skocic a failing grade. And a few reasons why I would give him that failing grade showed themselves in Team Melly's most recent camp in Batak. So if you're not aware, Team Melly was originally supposed to play Canada and potentially a few other teams in a camp that was going to be held in Canada. But due to political pressure on the Federation and the Canadian government, that camp got canceled and Team Melly was in the state of limbo where they didn't really have a friendly or a place to go for camp. And Skocic and his staff made the decision to send the team to Batak. There was one minor problem with that decision, and that minor problem was that it was June. And Qatar in June is not somewhere you can go to have a training camp because of the heat, obviously. And Qatar, Qatar's own national team, despite the fact that they have the best facilities possible, actually left Qatar and went to Europe to have their training camp for this very reason. So let me play you a clip of, of Sardar discussing this very issue. روز آخر فیفاده ما بازی داریم توی هوای گرم یعنی همین دیشب که ما تمنیم کردیم اینگاه سشوار میزدن خب آدم خیلی دیگه از یه جایی میای یه جایی دیگه همه توی اروپا دارن ماشالله بازی میکنن میان توی قطر یهو تحلیل بدنی میره یهو مثلا اون موقع چی خدای نکیت اینجا کی جواب میشه خب ما میومدیم تهران اوکی هر بازی که اوکی میشد سه روز قبلش میومدید دو روز قبلش سه روز قبلش میومدی تمام شد و رفت نه اینکه همه بچه ها رو بری اونور برن اونور برن ترکیه انگوش نگاری برن تهران دوباره بیان اینجا به نظر من این حرفه ای نیست این ما کلیپ سردار دیسکسز وای دی ترینینگ کمپ واز ا نایتمر گیون دی هیت اند ایت کود پتانشلی لیت انجری اند وای ایت وود هاف مید سو مچ مور سنس فور دی تیم تو جاست ترین ان تهران لیڈنگ اپ تو the camp and if a friendly was scheduled that needed to be held in Qatar they 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 could have just flown there and that obviously makes all the sense in the world and why the coaching staff and the decision makers in the federation couldn't have thought of that themselves i don't know obviously there are financial constraints about going to other countries and and iran when it goes to Qatar does get a lot of free access to facilities but going there in june made made no sense um at 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 any at any level but they still decided to go with it let me play you another clip which from from Tarami this one is from Tarami in his interview with Ferdusipor and this clip it probably goes in the hall of fame of just embarrassing sound clips for team melly so let's let's listen to what Tarami had to say about the Qatar camp حالا قبلا صحبت هم کرده بوده که آقا مثلا ما لباس نداریم و لباسامون رو باید بشوریم ما تو شنیدم تو این اردوی قطر که پدرشونو در آوردیم این قطر رفتیم قطر ولو میکنم میریم قطر چون مجانی اونجا یه سری چیزا میگه آقا بریم اونجا دور هم حالا گرم اینو ولش کن مهم نیست مثلا بازیکنان هم میگفتن قهوه یا چای بخوام بخوام خودشون با پول میداده آره تا چند روز اول ببین یه سری چیزا وجود داره وقتی شما که برنامه ریزی نداشته باشین 
خب نمیدونیم باید چی کار کنیم مثلا به خاطر کافی خوردم ما یک کافی یا چای بخوایم بخوریم میگفت باید پول بدی بعد از نهار خب ما پول میدیم میشه بیارین لطفا نمی آوردم بعد چرا؟ نمیدونم یعنی اصلا در شن فوتبال باشگاهی هم نیست همچین اردوی که ما رفتیم به نظرم در شن فوتبال باشگاه ایران هم نبود این کلیپ تارمی discusses the fact that in this camp it was so poorly organized that when the players would ask for something basic like coffee or tea after they would eat the members of the staff at the hotel would say that the players would have to pay for it themselves and even when the players offered to pay for it themselves the staff wouldn't bring it you might say that scheduling a camp or even taking care of these minor details like what the players are going to eat and drink or what they're going to do during the day is not the coach's job and almost all the time you would be correct That's true. Normally, it's not the coach's job. But when you're the manager of Iran, when you're the manager of Team Meli, it is your job. And Dragan Skocic should know that. And the reason he should know that, and the way that he could know that, is by simply looking at the guy that came before him. Carlos Queiroz spent so much of his time and energy on these details that you would think typically are not the coach's job. He paid so much attention to planning these camps. Anytime Team Ellie would go anywhere, he would try to go there in advance or have his staff go in advance. He would bring the chef along with them. He would make sure that all of these minor details were taken care of because he knew that he was dealing with people that were inept and weren't taking care of their jobs themselves. So in order to not sacrifice the morale of the team and, sa and, and sacrifice these valuable camps that are very limited when you're a national team and these, these limited periods where you have to get together and develop chemistry and develop tactics and and improve your morale. He knew that he could not have that stay in the hands of inept people in the Federation because we everyone knows the Federation is inept and the Federation has been inept. So if you're going to take the job of being Team Melly's manager, unfortunately for you, this is part of your job responsibility now. So beyond the camp fiasco in terms of the actual logistics of the Qatar camp, Dragan Skocic also in this camp made a mistake that undermines his own authority and and also decreases that second bucket of morale that I'm that I'm talking about. So in the in the first episode we spoke a lot about how the federation has done these things to undermine Dragan Skocic and it's funny because in the first episode I spoke about these very nuanced ways that they're kind of supporting him but not but not but as fate would have it since that episode The Federation has really even outdone itself. So let me talk about that just very briefly. The cherry on top of the Federation undermining its own manager occurred a few weeks ago. So the way that it's supposed to work when, making when the Federation is making decisions about who should be the manager is that the Federation's technical committee is first supposed to meet and then confidentially give a recommendation to the Federation's board of directors, who is the ultimate decision maker. Right? So the technical committee meets, it's made up of former coaches or players, they come up with a recommendation and then the board takes that recommendation and makes an ultimate decision. Now, in this federation that doesn't work in any way, shape or form, the technical committee, instead of confidentially relaying their recommendation that Skocic should be fired, because they met and decided that he should be fired, and instead of confidentially relaying that to the board of directors, they came out and told the media. And they told the media why they had reached that conclusion. So earlier in the week, every single media outlet in Iran and outside of Iran, and I'm talking about every single one. If you went on ESPN.com a few weeks ago, the headline 
in the soccer section would have read, Dragan Skocic has been fired as Iran's manager. Now, that wasn't true because the board hadn't decided that yet. And it turns out the board did not decide that. But since the technical committee reported to the media, that's what got widely reported. So on top of everything else that I spoke about and all these nuanced ways that they've undermined their manager, why don't we just go ahead and add that they accidentally fired him too? Because his name hasn't been through the mud enough. You haven't disrespected him enough. Why don't you go ahead and just accidentally fire him while we're at it? So let's stop talking about the Federation because I know everyone's tired of talking about the Federation. Now let's, let's, let's go to how Skocic has himself done things that have undermined his own authority. In the lead up to this Qatar camp, Esteghlal, which was about to become the champion of the Persian Gulf League or the, or the IPL, the domestic league in Iran, because of delays, Esteghlal was scheduled to play a game after the FIFA window had begun. And they were also supposed to have their championship ceremony after that game. Skocic, before that game was to take place, came out and said, look, these five or six players that I invited from Esteghlal to Team Meli, they do not have the right to play in the game because it's already after the FIFA window. And they surely don't have the right to participate in the championship ceremony. So what happened next? You guessed it. The players played in the game, all five of them, and they all participated in the championship ceremony, even though it was after the FIFA window and they were already supposed to have reported to camp. So Skocic takes the position that he's going to put his foot down and those five or six players are now barred from the Gatar camp. And he has now chosen to replace them with five or six other players that are now going to be part of the camp. The next day, Skocic went back on his own word and chose to not only re-invite the Estegal players, but also keep the five or six players that he chose to replace them. And he had a back and forth with Fedor Sipur about the same exact situation, which I'll play here. تو راستن اعلام کردی که با خاطر شروع اردوی تیم ملی بازیکنان استقلال نه تو آخرین بازی لیگ جلوی نفت مسجد سلیمان به میدون برن این پنج نفر تو بازی شرکت کردن تو جشنم حاضر بودن و تو گفتی که اسمشون رو از لیست کمپ خط میزنی اون موقع حتی منتقده تو هم گفته آهان این همون دراگانیه که میخواستی این همون دراگانی که داره اقتدارشو نشون میده بالاخره نشون داد که مربی تیم کیه و اختیار دستشه اما بعدش تصمیمی که بعدش گرفتم یه دلیل ساده داشت بازیکنا نمیخواستم بازیکنا بین یک تیم و تیم دیگه تحت فشار باشن اونا مقصر نبودن خب اینا همون بازیکنایی بودن که تصمیم گرفتی خطشون بزنی درسته بهتون گفتم تا حالا شنیدید که بازی های لیگ رو توی فیفا دی بذارن یه کشور رو بگو درست اما تو همه اینا رو قبلش هم میدونستی من اینا رو کنار گذاشتم نه به خاطر اینکه بازیکن استقلال بودن آره خب پرسولستان بود همینو میگفتن بله اهمیتی نداشت دقیقا اما کنارشون گذاشتی بله من کنارشون گذاشتم اما میخوام بگم چرا برشون گردوندم به خاطر بازیکن ها برشون گردوندم به خاطر خود بازیکن ها چون نمیخوام بازیکن ها بین فدراسیون و باشگاه گرفتار بشن اما وقتی تصمیم گرفتی اونا رو کنار بذاری اینا همون بازیکن ها بودن با این حال این کار انجام دادی این کلیپ یکن سی فردو سی پور از پرسنگ ام دو گیون انسر این سکوچ آل سکوچ ایت رولی سیز از ویل ای دیسایدی تو ری انویت دوز استقلال پلیرز choosing between club and country. But as Ferdowsi Poor says in response to him, then why did you choose to ban them in the first place? Because in essence, you're undermining yourself and you're adding to 
what is in essence like this high to higher nature of your own camp right it's it's all very unorganized it's all very uh up in the air about who's even going to be there because now you have five or six extra players you've got 35 to 40 players in a camp where you only have one friendly i mean tactically you can't even train all those people at the same time now that might seem like a, a a minor point and it might not seem like a huge deal that he invited those players back but it goes to a greater issue of Dragan Skocic's authority over the team being weak his camps being a little bit of a hard to hire unorganized nature and while those may seem like small points the truth is that when you compare it to his predecessor it's a much bigger issue in the in the eyes of the players because if you listen to Dragan Skocic give interviews he's always very careful to only compare himself to Mark Wilmots but unfortunately for him Carlos Queiroz was the manager of this team for 8 years therefore almost all of the important team Melli players in this team were introduced to team Melli by Carlos Queiroz therefore all they've known is Carlos Queiroz and You can criticize Carlos Queiroz for all you want, but one the two things you cannot criticize him for is you can't criticize him for not being detail oriented and you can't criticize him for not being authoritative and being very organized and for his camps to be very organized. So you need to if you're Dragan Skocic, you need to appreciate the fact that you don't have to do everything like Carlos Queiroz did, but you need to earn the respect of your players in some way or some form because If you don't do that, you're always going to come up short and your own image in front of these players is going to be diminished. I'm going to play a clip of Tarami's interview with Ferdisipor where he talks about this issue of reinviting the Estaglal players and why it led over, led to the disorganized nature of the camp and how in the eyes of the players who are used to Carlos Queiroz, this might these types of unorganized issues are ultimately even magnified more. شما شده قرار گرفتین ولی خب وقتی اولش میدونستین شما وقتی باز کردن استقلال خط میزنن یه تبعاتی داره. آره. اون تبعات رو بعد به جون بخرین یا پاش وایسین یا اگه وای نمیشین این اتفاقات هم داره که در شأن فوتبال ملی نیست و نبوده واسن من حداقل تو این 6 7 سال ندیدم. و میدونین یه سری چیزا از گذشته با ما اومده. یه نظم خاصی از گذشته با ما اومده که ما به اون نظم عادت کردیم و وقتی یه سری بی‌نظمی های خیلی طبیعی و عادی و ریز می‌بینیم به چشمون خیلی گنده میاد so we spoke briefly about scotch from a tactical perspective and we spoke about how from a morale perspective he's made a lot of mistakes and now i want to go back to what i originally stated and why the federation's decision to keep scotch is in my opinion a dangerous decision Given everything that I just said in this episode and in the prior episode, the truth of the matter is whether it's fair to Skocic or not, Skocic has no leash or cushion remaining, not with the players, not with the media, not with the fans. And I want you to picture this team's morale heading into this major tournament with these rivals where they're the every single game is going to be magnified. This team's morale with Dragan Skocic at the helm is a car that's on the edge of a cliff. And I mean it's right on the edge. The first two wheels, the front wheels are 25% already over the edge. 
And a strong breeze at this point can push this team off of the cliff. And what do I mean by that strong breeze? What if this team is down 2-0 to England at halftime? What does that dressing, lo- dressing room look like? Is Dragon Scotia going to be able to hold that dressing room together? What if they lose that game 3 or 4-0? What does the next day of training look like? Are the players going to have any faith in this manager to go into the game against Wales? What is the media backlash going to be? What is the fan backlash going to be? Because the, the team is not immune from that. Right? These players all go back to their hotels, check their phones, read Twitter, read social media, read what the press is saying about this team. And this is going to seem like a simple fact, but, it, but it's, it's, it's so crucial to, to, the, to, to this point. The World Cup is three matches. This isn't one game. You do not get to go to the World Cup, play your first game, and then go home with your tail between your legs. In 2006, after Team Melly lost its first two games, the team, that team morale in 2006 under Branko Ivankovic had fallen off of the cliff. Against Portugal, Ali Kami was kicking the trainer's bag on the bench. Reportedly, there was a, he even refused to come into the match against Angola in that third game. But the difference between this World Cup and in 2006 is that In 2006, the third match was against Angola. There was no attention to that game. So a lot of these fractures, at the end of the day, weren't magnified. How how divided and how awful team morale had become by that third match, it wasn't magnified because the truth is nobody cared about that third game against Angola. But we all know who the third game is against in this World Cup. And... This federation, by choosing to keep Dragan Skocic, is playing with fire. Because if that car goes off that cliff before that third game, then this has the potential to become a true disaster. All right, that's going to do it for me this episode. To tie things out, we're going to go to my co-host, Paymon, for his thoughts on where things currently stand. It's honestly impressive at this point with just how much the IFF continues to surprise us by revealing how incompetent they truly are. Ever since the Japan loss in the Asian Cup, it has been one terrible decision after another, and it is remarkable that we were even able to qualify for the World Cup given the level of ineptitude by those in charge. Yet, despite all of the shortcomings and the Wilmotes fiasco, we did manage to find a way to qualify rather comfortably with Skocic leading the charge. Now, I have been an avid supporter of his, not because I think he is an incredibly savvy manager that's qualified to lead Team Eli, but because I know... Unless the CQ haters are willing to admit they were wrong and kiss the ring, that there's likely no better option left before the World Cup. Realistically, what manager out there can change the makeup of this team in one eight-day camp with zero friendlies confirmed and announced? A logical mind would think, you know what, this is the best we have, and let's hope for the best and fully support our team and current manager going into the World Cup. Unfortunately, logical thinking is a luxury that our federation clearly lacks. Instead, we got two months of members members of the federation publicly bashing Skocic due to a bad result in a friendly where the goals we gave up were terrible mistakes by the players. And after announcing to the media that he was indeed fired, followed by our best player going on TV and giving an interview further bashing him, what do they decide to do? Keep him. Why? Because there is nobody else. Maybe next month, after the IFF elects a new president, they will write the ship with less than three months to go before the World Cup. I don't know. Maybe CQ will come back and unite the team and park the bus all the way to the second round. 
or maybe the best team in Asia will continue to be operated by a headless chicken and we will be embarrassed on the world stage. Time will tell. That's going to do it for episode two. Thank you again for joining and we'll see you next time.